Hey everyone, I'm Dr. Kristen Rojas and you're watching or listening to the Real Women's Health Podcast. So today, in honor of Breast Cancer Awareness Month, which is October, I'm going to talk about mammograms and breast density. There's a lot of myths out there and you may have heard that maybe mammograms cause cancer or that they don't catch cancer or maybe that you don't need a mammogram. And I'm going to set the record straight with my favorite way to do it, which is myth busting. So Stay tuned for the episode called Mammogram Myth Busting. Why do I have this T-shaped uterus? Excellent question. The vagina is a powerful machine. A vagina is glorious. glorious. And it's entertaining and fun, too. Because I know what's inside of girls like you and like me. Now it's time for the physical examination. Let's go take a look at your Volvo. Well, that's when we take a new baby out of a lady's tummy. Your symptoms sound hormonal to me. I'd like a second opinion. This seems very questionable. questionable. I'm Dr. Kristen Rojas, and this is the Real Women's Health Podcast. Hey everyone, I'm Dr. Kristen Rojas, breast cancer surgeon and GYN surgeon, and I'm here today to talk to you about mammograms and breast density. I actually just had an amazing interview with a new colleague. Her name is Laura Termini, and she runs a YouTube channel called Chicano, and we just finished talking about sexual health after cancer, which is a topic that not everyone is talking about and I'm trying to make it normal conversation. So if you or any of your women family members have been touched by cancer, direct them to my music sex after cancer Instagram, which is music underscore sex after cancer or the YouTube channel of Laura Termini and her channel is Chicano, C-H-I-C-A-N-O-L and check out the interview that'll be up in probably about two weeks. So Back to today's topic. So today I'm going to talk about mammograms. So it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And, you know, when I see patients in the office who have a diagnosis of breast cancer, they often, you know, about half of the time they've been getting regular screening mammograms or maybe some time had elapsed since their previous one. And in that time, a small cancer started to grow and then we're able to catch it with a mammogram. I have some other patients who I may see in the office who haven't been getting a mammogram. And so for those patients, that is the situation that I want to prevent because a lot of times we can actually catch cancer when it's very small and before we could ever feel it with an exam. So when women come to me and they have a breast lump that they felt, you know, at that point, the lump is usually about two centimeters in size, maybe even bigger. Whereas, and depending on whether it's a benign lump or a lump with cancer, you know, that kind of dictates the next step. However, if a woman's getting a regular mammogram, a lot of times we can pick up these pre-cancers or early stage cancers before they could ever be felt. And those are a real win, I think, because we're able to oftentimes give you less aggressive treatment. Your long-term outcome is much better and it translates to just better health overall and you know makes treatment a lot easier for you. And so I'm gonna start by addressing the most common myth. Um, actually, there's probably like five common myths, but um, I'll start with do mammograms cause cancer? And the answer is no. 
So what is a mammogram? A mammogram is an x-ray of the breast, and we usually do it in two views, coming from the top and coming from the side. Now we have what's called 3D mammography or tomosynthesis, which is where we kind of take x-rays from all these different angles and kind of reconstruct a 3D image of the breast using these uh, pictures. But 2D digital mammograms are also, as long as they're digital, usually very high quality, and we sometimes use 3D mammograms for other patients. But the dose of radiation associated with getting a mammogram is very, very small. It's actually measured in something we called millisieverts, which is how we quantify how much radiation a person is exposed to in their life. So when you get a mammogram, you are exposed to 0.4 millisieverts. Now, we have determined that 50 millisieverts per year is the maximum amount that you should be exposed to. 0.4 millisieverts is still less than the amount of millisieverts you're exposed to when you're just walking around, going to the grocery store, taking a flight, you know, because you are exposed to a little bit of radiation when you get on a plane. And so the dose is very, very small. Even if you get a mammogram every single year, um, starting at age 40, that is still not enough radiation to cause a breast cancer. I think the reason this came up was because when we started screening mammography, we picked up a lot of early stage cancers. And a lot of people asked, well, if we're doing more mammograms and we have more cancers, then what's up with that? The mammograms must be causing the cancers. But what actually happened was in the beginning of the screening programs, we picked up all these cancers that wouldn't have been picked up until one, two, three, four, five years later. And so that caused an increase in the incidence of breast cancer, which is the number of breast cancers diagnosed usually over a year. And so mammograms do not cause cancer. They have a tiny, tiny dose of radiation in them. It's less than, um, much, much less than the radiation you get from a CT scan of your chest or your abdomen. And so we still recommend that everyone get mammograms. There are some patients who shouldn't get mammograms, and those are patients that have certain, certain genetic mutations, but that's a topic for another podcast. The majority of women starting at age 40, we recommend getting a mammogram every year. That leads me to my next question that patients ask me, when should I start? And that's a good question because the screening guidelines are controversial um, and they're confusing because there's multiple organizations that have put out screening guidelines. There's the American Cancer Society, there's the uh, USPSTF, there's ACOG, the um, American College of OBGYN. The, anyone who takes care of women with breast cancer sticks to the recommendations by ACOG that says that you should get a mammogram starting at age 40 and get one every year. And the reason that's important is because breast cancer between the ages of 40 and 50 is more rare or less common than breast cancer after the age of 60. However, of all of the women that die from breast cancer, the majority of them are younger than 50. And we um, absolutely do not want anyone dying from breast cancer, but much less having a woman die that young way before her time is obviously a huge tragedy. And if it can be prevented, then for us, that's why we stick to these recommendations. Um, a lot of patients say, well, mammogram's uncomfortable. Like, why would I wanna go do that every year? And it's true, it's not super comfortable. I tell patients who have really tender breasts that are really affected by their mammogram to take some ibuprofen beforehand. You know, you can go have a glass of wine afterwards as your reward. And, you know, we do, 
put the breast in a little bit of compression when you get your mammogram. And the reason we have to do that is so that we can spread the tissues out in the breast and kind of see through dense tissue to pick up these small cancers. So a little bit uncomfortable, but it's completely temporary. I recommend patients wear a sports bra afterwards and that can also help with some of the discomfort but most patients get a mammogram and do completely fine. That's that for discomfort associated with mammograms. The next question I get is about um, breast density. So in the state of Florida, where I live now, women are required to receive a notification if they are found to have dense breast tissue on their screening mammogram. And some of you may have received a letter like this because these rules are in place in other states. If you got a letter letting you know that you have dense breast tissue, I'll tell you exactly what that means. So when we look at a mammogram and we're looking at the breast tissue, we have some fibroglandular elements that are kind of crossing over one another. And when there's multiple elements, sometimes that makes the mammograms more dense. And so uh, more, which shows up as being more white on a mammogram. And if you have a really small cancer hiding in there, sometimes it can hide in between those dense breast tissues. We won't be able to see it using just a mammogram. There is some controversy on whether dense breast tissue increases your risk of breast cancer. You know, it's hard to tell. There are some studies that say it might increase it by a little bit, but other studies have shown that what is actually happening is that there, it makes breast cancer more challenging to diagnose. And that's why getting these letters is really important because there is something that we can do about it. You can't change your breast density. Your breast density is 100%, not 100%, but for the most part, it's related to your genetics. Usually women become less dense as they go on. So premenopausal women are more likely to have dense breast tissue and postmenopausal women are not. Now having dense breast tissue doesn't mean anything about how your breasts actually feel when you touch them, but it does indicate what your breasts look like when we take a mammogram. So when you get that letter, now that you know if you have what's called heterogeneously dense or extremely dense breast tissue, you're gonna call your primary care doctor and you're gonna ask them, do I need to get an ultrasound with my mammogram every year? And the answer is yes. And so it's not that we can't do anything for women with dense breast tissue because almost 40% of women are found to have dense breast tissue. What we do is we add a sonogram or an ultrasound at the same time, which is the same kind of test that you had if you've ever been pregnant and you are taking uh, pictures of your baby, uh, that's an ultrasound or a sonogram. We do the same thing for your breasts um, and that helps us see through those dense breast tissues and gives us a good correlate to compare with your mammography and sometimes we pick up things by sonogram that we wouldn't have picked up by a mammogram. Patients often ask me if I get a sonogram every year, do I really need to get a mammogram? And the answer is unfortunately yes, because they work together. So there's some things we can only see on a sonogram and there are other things that we can only see on a mammogram. And that's um, a certain type of pre-cancer that shows up as little calcifications. And so it's important to also get your mammogram so that we can pick those up. So the next question I always get in the office is if a patient comes to me and they've had a mammogram and there's a recommendation that they uh, undergo a breast biopsy, patients want to know what's that about, like what's going to happen. And so this is the deal with breast biopsies. They happen in the office, okay? They're usually done by the radiologist because we use imaging to guide the biopsy. Some surgeons do image-guided biopsies, so that means that they'll use a mammogram machine or a sonogram machine or even an MRI machine to help them find the small, tiny area that they saw that looked indeterminate and take a small sample using a needle. You are awake, but we give you numbing medicine in the skin 
It's usually not painful. Sometimes there may be a little bit of soreness afterwards if the numbing medicine uh, wears off, maybe a little bruise. We ask you to wear like a sports bra or something with a little bit of compression the days that follow and to avoid aspirin. And the reason it's important that we do the image-guided biopsy instead of taking you to the OR and doing a surgical biopsy when you're asleep is because 20 years ago, if someone had a breast lump, we just took them to the operating room and took it out without knowing what it was. But now we know that the way that we sequence breast cancer treatment can impact your long-term outcome. So there are some women that would benefit from having a treatment before surgery. And so once they're taken to the OR, if we didn't know what the diagnosis was ahead of time and we didn't know that they had cancer before they went to the operating room, we're losing that chance to give them that treatment that's gonna improve their long-term outcome and potentially make their surgery less aggressive. And so if you have an abnormal finding on your imaging, it's really important to see a breast specialist who's going to order an image-guided biopsy for you before going to the operating room. We have to know what we're dealing with before we go to the operating room so that we can pick the right surgery for you and make sure that you don't need a different kind of treatment first. And this is super, super important. So if you or any of your family members are ever recommended to have a biopsy, please don't put it off. You know, the worst thing I experienced as a breast surgeon is when there was a recommendation for a biopsy and the patient didn't get one and then time passed and then it became a much bigger deal. So when we can catch things really early, that is obviously the ideal situation because it leads to less aggressive surgery, may mean you don't need chemotherapy, and it may mean that you're curable versus uncurable. So that's my episode on mammograms, breast density, and breast biopsies. So in honor of Breast Cancer Awareness Month, please, 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 if you're 40 years old and you haven't gotten your mammogram this year, go get your mammogram. Call ahead. Most breast imaging centers are doing certain, putting certain measures in place to keep you safe from the coronavirus, to keep you safe from COVID. At Sylvester Comprehensive Cancer Center at University of Miami, where I am, we have patients wait in their car and we have social distancing once they get into the office. And we have put in all these measures to make sure to keep you safe. So don't put off your breast cancer screening in the middle of a pandemic. We don't want there to be a delay in your diagnosis. Um, so that's it for Breast Cancer Awareness Month, our mammogram episode. So if you have any questions, please reach out to me. You can write me at realwomenshealth at gmail.com or you can check out my Instagram at Kristen Rojas MD. If you're a cancer patient and you've experienced uh, sexual side effects of treatment, check out the music program, Instagram, music underscore sex after cancer. Until next time, everyone, take care.